I'm so excited that you're here today. This is Vision Eternity Ministries, and my name is Lee Klein. We're talking about getting ready for Jesus, being ready when He unexpectedly shows up. And I'm not talking about being just saying, I'm ready, I'm so ready to go, but we're talking about faith to be getting ready before He gets here. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for teaching us, for giving us revelation knowledge of knowing exactly how to be ready to stand before you that day. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. And so getting ready for somebody you don't know when he's coming and you can't see him is going to take faith. And that is exactly what Jesus wants us to do, is to have faith in our Lord and Savior, that His Word is true, He is coming, and then do the things that He asked us to do to be ready. And of course, we should already have all those baby things out of the way, because now is a time to be ready, to prepare, to be invested in His life. You know, like he gave up his life for you, and now we give up ours for him. He said, if you want to be my disciple, then you have to give up all your own interests. And so just like when you have a child, you, you just change everything. Now it's about the baby. It's about your child. Your life isn't your own anymore. And the same thing for Jesus. He gave up his life for you, and now he's asking you to be a part of his life. And his objective is that none would perish. And he's asking you to be a part of that, to be a part of his life, to be sure that none would perish. And that's what getting ready is. And he was saying in Matthew 24 that it's going to be like in the day of Noah when he comes People are going to be oblivious to the fact that he's coming, and then when he's here, they're going to be shocked. And you and I as well, if we're not getting ready. He said, a faithful servant, if you recall in Matthew 24, a faithful servant is the one that is going to be doing what his master told him to do when he left, and not be the one that is oh, he isn't here yet. I don't feel like doing this. I don't see anything happening. I'm just going to quit and do whatever. I quit. I don't see it. I just feel like I'm missing out on so many things and I just quit. And maybe like when I see some signs that he was talking about, when I, when I see clearly that he's coming, then, then I'll do what he said. As of right now, you know, I feel foolish telling people Jesus is coming. And I think a lot of people do. They don't want to say Jesus is coming because it doesn't look like he is. And you get that look. Okay, we know that, but he's not coming right now. I just want to recall with you Matthew 24, um, verse 45. Who is the faithful and thoughtful wise servant? 
whom his master has put in charge of his household to give to the others the food and supplies of proper time. Blessed, happy, and fortunate, and to be envied, is a servant who, when his master comes, he will find him so doing. I solemnly declare to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if the servant is wicked and says to himself, my master is delayed and he's going to be gone a long time, and he begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and get drunk, the master of the servant will come on a day that he does not expect him at an hour which he is not aware, and I will punish him and cut him up with scourging and throw him in with the pretenders. And really that is what we're doing if we're not getting ready for Jesus is where pretender is because that is what our whole life is about. To be recreated in his likeness and to learn how to live in his kingdom right here and right now, living in heaven on the earth. That, that is to be our objective, to look like Jesus. And then the, the grown-up part of that, which he wants to talk about, is to do his work. Jesus said, when I leave, you're going to do, I'm leaving, you're going to do what I was doing and even greater things. And right now in this time, he is calling us to the greater things. We also talked about the five silly virgins who were like the pretenders. They, they weren't ready. They, he gave the example of walking around with oil lamps, needing oil, but haven't brought the oil with you. And that's what he's saying to us. If we're, if we're not getting ready, um, we're, we're just silly walking around thinking that on that day, one of those angels are going to grab us and they're not because we're not getting ready. We're not doing the action of get, getting ready. We don't have faith in Jesus. We're, we don't have integrity. If we're not getting ready, we don't have integrity. We're not faithful. We're betraying him if we forgot what he said. Because he said, watch and, pray, watch and pray, give strict attention to the fact that I'm coming and you need to be doing that thing that I asked you to do to be ready. And, you know, he just started talking about that and he, and he went on and then he went to, um, he went on in Matthew 25 and he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who went on a long journey. And of course, we know Jesus went on that long journey. And um, while he was gone, before he left, he gathered those together and he gave them something to do. Twenty gave five talents to another to another one, to each, um, to each in a portion to his own personal ability, he departed and he left the country. He gave everyone something to do. And then when he came back, and you can read this, it's in Matthew 25, starting in verse 14. When he came back, he rewarded those who did what he asked them to do. And funny, so this version uses the word talent because he uses your gifts and your talents. He's asking you to 
Use your gifts and your talents. Proverbs says your gift will make room for you. So he's asking you to use what he gave you. Utilize that to prepare the way for him. And you will be richly rewarded. And he said... Um, His master will say, well done, you upright, honorable, admirable, and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little, and I will put you in charge of much. Enter into and share the joy, the delight, the blessedness which your master enjoys. And then there was one who buried his talent. And he was thrown out into the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so Jesus is seriously saying, will you be a part of my life? Will you marry me? Will you become engaged in my life? Or is it just going to be about you? Remember, in order to be his disciple, you got to put everything aside. You have to put everything aside and get engaged be, get invested in his life and what's about to happen, and your reward will be eternal life. And that's how his kingdom is. It's about love and giving of yourself. We were never meant to work to make a living. Jesus said, if you live in the kingdom of God, if you live the importance of life, then whatever you need, the Father will add to you, Matthew 6. Seek his way of doing and being right, and all those things that you need will just be added to you. And so you won't be spending your life um, trying to figure things out, struggling um, to eat, to drink, to, to have a place to live, but you'd be spending your life loving, doing the will of the Father. And then in turn, he will provide for you. As he cares for the birds, he'll even care for you even more than he cares for the birds because you're taking care of his stuff. You care about him. You know, many say, I love the Lord with all my heart, all my soul, and all my, and my, and all my mind. And that really means to care about what he cares about. And so when you care about what he cares about, you're going to care that many are perishing. And for a lack of knowledge... And maybe you didn't have this knowledge right now. Maybe you didn't know you had to give it all up for him. But you do. A while back, he asked me to quit my job. And I said, Lord, I have all this debt. And when I get it paid, of course, I'll go for you. He said, your, debt is, your, your job is keeping you in debt. Because it's not my will for you. And... So I quit my job, and he supplied my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He took care of me, and he still does. He's going to meet your needs. He's going to be your God. When you take care of yourself and you're meeting your own needs, then really that turns into being your God because you put him aside for it instead of putting it aside for him. The rich young ruler, Jesus said, 
You lack one thing. Sell your stuff, give it to the poor, and follow me. He didn't want to put it aside, he said. He couldn't do it. And he was asking what to do to have eternal life. And if you're asking what to do to have eternal life, how to be ready, he's saying the same thing. Put it aside and follow me. Be a part of my life. Be about what I'm about. When he comes, what, what are you going to be doing? What, what, what is he going to catch you doing? Are you going to be that unfaithful servant? It's just sitting around getting drunk? Or worrying about your needs? Are you going to be that servant that's doing what he told you to do? Are you going to be doing that greater work that he asked you to do? So during this time that we are in, such a time as this, many people are wondering, why isn't God taking care of me? Why isn't he taking care of me like he takes care of the birds? And I just want to say to you, it's because you're not taking care of his stuff. You're not seeking his way of doing and being right. You're not caring about what he cares about. You're obsessed with yourself and what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. You're living like the heathen. The heathen. You're living like they are. And that's being double-minded. And a double-minded man won't receive anything from the Lord. You can't call yourself a Christian and then still live the world's way on the wide path and expect that God is going to do for you. He actually can't. Until you submit to him and resist the enemy in his lifestyle, God can't do anything. And he's sad that you wouldn't commit and be engaged in his life and trust him that he would meet your needs and have your life be of importance. Not, not be about things and having to, to get stuff and about you. But he wants your life to be about your neighbor, to care enough to put your life aside for them, to do his work. If you believe in him, he said, you're going to do what I was doing and even greater things. Are you ready? He's coming. Are you getting ready? Are you going to be that faithful servant? Are you going to be the one that's saying, well, he isn't here yet, so he's not coming. Are you going to be afraid to say to people, Jesus is coming because... You know, they're going to give you that look, and, and then you're going to start listening to the enemy lie to you and say, yeah, he's not coming. You look so foolish. Stop telling people he's coming. You know he's not coming yet. It doesn't matter when he's coming. It's not if he's coming. He is coming. And if you call yourself a Christian, then he's saying you should have faith that he is coming and be faithful and doing his work while you're waiting. That's getting ready. It's not just saying, okay, I'm ready. Get ready. Like he said, 
have integrity. Let him look at you and say, that's my servant. She doesn't see me yet, but she's doing my work. And you're going to know. He said, when you obey me, I'm going to manifest myself to you. So you're going to know. You're going to know that he's coming by the directions he's giving you. And he's going to prompt you and say, there isn't much time. Tell that person, tell this person, do this for me. Your gift will make room for you. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear, but do your gift, and that will provide for you. So get ready. Start getting ready. Do that faith action, even though you don't see him, even though it doesn't look that way. Start getting ready. Find out what he's calling you to do. I don't know what he's asking you to do. I don't know the proper time or the thing to say to you or where you should be, but he does. And when you ask him to come live on the inside of you, he's going to tell you. Revelation 3, 20. He's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you invite him in by heeding his voice, He's going to be there. He's going to be your counselor, your standby. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to remind you of the things he said. He's going to tell you where to go and what to do. He's going to empower you to do his will. But you've got to surrender to him. So if you want to surrender to him today, I would love to pray with you. If you need to recommit, I would love to pray with you. It's not just saying a prayer and then you're off on your own. But it's committing to be a part of his life, putting your life aside for his, for him. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for everything we're asking you to come. Live on the inside of us. Teach us. Remind us of the things that you said. Tell us things to come. We commit to do your work. Send us out. Tell, you, tell us where you want us to go. Show us what you want us to do. And we commit to being faithful, to have integrity, and be doing what you're calling us to do upon your arrival. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. If that was your prayer, I'd love it so much if you let me know. He's so good. He's so in love with you. Yeah, and he is his word, John 1, 1, in the beginning was word, and the word is God. So look at the word so you can get to know him. Get on your knees and worship him every day. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you.